Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Monday, January 8th, 2024, and I have a tremendous show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Szymanski nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice in this program. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest and anything presented on this podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. The title of today's show is Jake and the Polar Vortex, because I've got to tell you about both of these things today. The Polar Vortex is coming next week, and if you don't know, you need to know, and if you don't have an alternative way to heat where you live, you had better find one, so we're going to talk about that, but first... I've got to talk about Jake Pratt. Jake Pratt is opening doors for others with disabilities. He started as a peak helper in 2020 at UPS. And Jake is proud to to officially be part of the UPS family as a part-time package handler in Birmingham, Alabama. His positivity, worth ethic, and tenacity are very contagious. And we are going to uh, listen to a video um, that is very demonstrative of this. So please forgive the microphone handling noise as I uh, move this to make this very easy for you to enjoy. Jake's always been raised to be responsible, work hard. We've always had high expectations of him since he was a child. Jake decides that he wants to do something. He sets a goal and he does whatever he has to do to achieve that goal. He's always been like that. I graduated from high school and I moved on to college. And then I got two jobs at UPS and the golf course. For him to do heat season as a helper is one thing. For him to get a permanent job with this company and want to keep his first job, so he's doing now two jobs, that tells a lot. Jake can motivate me any day, man. Let's go! To know Jake is to love Jake. I think that just comes from Jake loving people so much. He fit in from day one. He's done everything we've asked, and he's a very capable individual, and we are impressed with what he's done so far. He's fully ingrained as a part of this company, doing his part just like everybody else is. Jake was hired on, and they didn't know he had Down syndrome. Jake has worked so hard for every achievement. He hasn't been given anything. UPS did not judge Jake by his disability. They judged him by his ability. People with disabilities and Down syndrome are worthy and that they can do the job if you just give them a chance. He's opening doors for other people with significant disabilities. I just think Jake is a role model for anybody. His positivity, his work ethic, his tenacity, his determination, those are universally applicable to any person, not just somebody with a disability. 
come into Jake's life thinking that they're going to make the difference in his life. But really, when they leave, they realize that he's made the difference in their life. And that is really an awesome testimony. And I especially love the last statement of his sister, where she basically says that when people meet Jake, they figure that they're going to be the ones blessing him. But it's always the other way around. It's him being introduced into their life is what creates the blessing for them. And folks, this is why I'm so adamant about the church and why the actual mission of encouraging angels is to introduce the church to the disabled. Because they are the ones that deliver blessing. They are the ones who stand as a testimony to Jesus and to our Heavenly Father. And this young man really is extraordinary because, um, you know, for a, a Down syndrome individual to hold a... Now, it's, it's part-time, but it's regular. You know, he's there all the time. job at a major corporation is an achievement. Most Down syndrome folks, and he's, because he, he went on to college, so he's at least 20 years old. He could still be in college, 20, 22, I'd say. Most Down syndrome, the average lifespan is a lot of times is the early 20s because of heart issues, because of the Down syndrome uh, pathology, but you see him. You you can see it. I have this. Uh, we have the UPS video. And first of all, thank you to UPS for hiring this young man, and for uh, uh, thinking enough about the situation to make this great uh, video piece about him. Now it's it's good for them, I I think. Um, but how many other companies are doing this? Few. I mean, few. So they should be congratulated uh, on promoting, you know, this and promoting Jake. Um, I'm just really encouraged watching it because that's, again, the statement by his sister at the end of the video that it's not you that are, is giving a blessing to him. It's him that's blessing you. He is the one who's giving you the blessing because of this, you know, situation known as Down syndrome that he has. I tell you this, I've spent a lot of time in special needs institutions, 15 years delivering music services four days a week. You know, basically, that's what I did for... Those 15 years we had the uh, the Encouraging Angels had the contract before it was canceled when I said no to the jab. And that's why I ask you guys to please support us. Um, 
because the medical establishment is against the truth. Because the jab is not medicine, it is a bioweapon. But be that as it may, my experience with Down syndrome folks are this. I have never, and I mean never, seen a Down syndrome individual have a bad day. They are always upbeat. They're always glad to see you. They're very socially minded, really wanting to be part of things, part of a community. It's just one, you know, really um, a wondrous thing if you've ever availed yourself of being around um, Down syndrome folks. So I would, anyone listening to this, and you work at a corporation, please share this video. It's on the Encouraging Angels blog at www.encouragingangels.org. And it's titled, Jake Can Motivate Me Any Day. <clears throat> and uh, please share this with your employer because uh, I, there's a lot of places that need people. Because you know what? There's a lot of people dead and disabled because of the jab. I know that's really, really unpopular to say. However, it's the truth. Maybe we'll see more of this hiring just because of that. But more of it, I hope, because it's the right thing to do. And, they, you know, they said he could do, you know, the, the guy who, who ran the, uh, the Birmingham Center, you know, said he could do the job. So, I mean, it's really great. So, there's the good news. If I said I got good news and bad news, you always say, hey, give me the good news first. So we just gave you the good news. Now, um, I've got to share this with you because for those of you caring for the disabled, for special needs folks, you had better be aware of this. Here's a title of the article that I have up on at Encouraging Angels blog from Zero Hedge, and I'm going to read another one as well. Gobsmackingly bananas. Weather models predict polar vortex invasion into U.S. And from the article, while it's still certain, weather models suggest that a polar vortex might plunge large swaths of the lower 48 into dangerously cold temperatures sometime late next week. There has been a lot of speculation on, on social media platform X about the incoming polar vortex. Uh, updated into the impending climate emergency due to the Arctic blast across the Pacific Northwest and then into the central and Midwest USA in the coming five to ten days. Gob-smackingly bananas, temperatures 76 degrees Fahrenheit below. Did you hear that? 76 degrees Fahrenheit degrees below climate normal for mid-January are off the charts cold. Here's another uh, quote from uh, X. It is now official what the Arctic has predicted, a massive cooldown next week. That's from Heinrich Leipold. Uh, Arct the Arctic signals uh, we will be seeing 
a hysteric cold, host, excuse me, historic cold winter. Again, that's Heinrich Leopold. Almost seven, excuse me, almost 60 degrees centigrade of warming now. Uh, basically, you know, it's at the North Pole. The stratospheric, stratospheric polar vortex weakened and displaced from the North Pole from Marco Pentanga. Big stratospheric warming underway over the North Pole. Uh, temps have soared from minus degree minus 80 degrees centigrade to 15 minus 15 degrees centigrade excuse me and continues on up to plus 65 degrees centigrade in a matter of days so it went from minus 80 centigrade to minus 15 in a few days that just sounds crazy and so that's going to displace all this cold air and push it down into the lower 48. Now, also, I looked at something on Axios. Uh, polar vortex swirls south for a significant cold snap. Multiple computer models are projecting that extreme cold will be associated with this feature with temperatures as frigid as 50 degrees Fahrenheit below average or more for mid-January in some spots. This may be the coldest air mass to affect many parts of the U.S. in several years. The first areas to see the ultra-cold air are likely to be the Northern Plains and Pacific Northwest. Yeah. The bottom line, it will be difficult for federal, state, and local leaders to prepare for and recover from multiple storms and plunging temperatures. It's a test for warning systems and infrastructure while offering a preview of what may be to come during a stormier, extreme weather world. So, if... Temperatures are going to be anywhere from 50 to 76 degrees colder than normal. Do you think you should prepare now for what's coming at the end of next week? I think so, but that's my opinion. You guys, if you don't have an alternate way or ways to heat your home or where you live, you had better look into it right now and do your best to allocate resources to that end. Um, and also make sure you've got, you know, some nice thick uh, flannel thermal shirts. You have wool blankets. You have extra food and water. Extra. I mean, substantially extra. You know, uh, if it would normally take you one week to go through a case of water, if you if you, nothing came from the tap, make sure you've got four. That's what I would do. Or 12. That's what I would do if it were me. And this is just my opinion. Uh, but you have to, you know, if you're in an apartment or some kind of assisted living, um, you need to, you know, play by the rules of where you're living. 
But you know, take a look in, and again, all all kind of anything to do with heat um, is always presents some kind of danger. So you have to be very careful. You know, adhere to all the local laws and uh, you know common sense and get good advice. Um, have an extra fire extinguisher or two. And, uh, you know, for me, I mean, we're, we're working on putting in a wood stove. I put a, a, a sleeve in my chimney. I'm proud of myself for that. Uh, we duck walked a, um, a new wood stove into the, into the basement. And I've got to hook up my, uh, uh, my stove pipe. And uh, we'll be ready to go with that. It's almost ready to go now. I also have a kerosene heater. I think for a lot of people, that might be a good fix because without a, a ton of expenditure, you know, I would say for, you know, a couple hundred dollars, you can be in pretty good stead. I mean, a good kerosene heater, you know, will run you about 130, 140 bucks and you might get something cheaper. You might get something more expensive. Uh, I would buy an extra mantle. That's the wick that goes around um, the, you know, the element for burning. And um, and I would make sure that I had at least, at least two blue fuel containers because blue is for kerosene. Uh, because that way you have one and you can always go get more with the other one. Two is one and one is none, and three is for me. So <laughs> maybe even three. Who knows how long this will last? Or who knows because of like the severe break in temperature to the downside, what kind of damage might be caused? And what might, you know, if if those severe temperatures, let's say they lasted for five days, um, what if the damage caused, you know, couldn't be fixed for another month? You know, you have to kind of think like that, in my humble opinion. So having a, a way to heat. And just remember, you know, if the electricity goes out, what are you going to do? That's where, you know, something like kerosene uh, may be a, a good choice for, for a lot of people. Again, that's up to you. I'm, this, there's no, I'm not giving any advice. You know, consult a professional. Uh and you have to be able to cook. And if you don't want to cook, well, you're going to have to be have to have a lot of, you know, maybe canned food that's not fro that doesn't get frozen if the temperatures go down that far. So, you know, you may have to. Let's say you had a big house and uh, you don't have a, a working a, in, a, in a fireplace is still it, it's not a great fix. But, yeah, I mean, if you don't have a fireplace, and you got this huge house, you literally have to take one room. And um, kind of wall it off, you know, um, so you're only heating that room. And you, and you might want to put a lot of things in there, like your water and like your, your food, so that it doesn't freeze. Or in the basement if you have one, because if it's below ground, below the frost line, you know, you should be okay. Uh, but folks, this is something that needs to be talked about. This polar winter vortex 
I mean, this is extreme. This is this is stuff that would kill people. And again, if you are responsible for taking care of a disabled special needs person or people, you had better get on your horse right now and get all the things that you need because when it gets really close to the storm or close to these temperatures dropping, you know, a whole bunch of people will be going out to find the things that I just talked about. Um, let's say if, you know, a special needs institution had, I don't know, 10 different houses. That's one way that special needs institutions work, you know, in, in um, some form. Sometimes there's a big institution for a day program for teaching. And then there's where they live, and that's all in individual houses. Well, each of those houses had better have a plan. I mean, for reals. I mean, they would all need, for instance, a kerosene heater, in my humble opinion. Um, and, and a food and food, food and water backup. Cause it is a, uh, you, you know, that's life and death at minus 50 degrees. <laughs> that's life and death, life, life, life and death. Make sure that everybody has, you know, the outdoor clothes that they need. Cause you might have to wear your outdoor clothes indoors. Uh, yes, it's going to be quite an adventure potentially. I hope it blows over, but it doesn't look like it. It looks like it's, it's coming down into the Pacific Northwest and then we'll cross the country. So we have the good news about Jake today and share that, but also share this information about the polar vortex. Help those that you know to prepare for this thing because there's just no telling what kind of damage it could cause. Those temperatures could ruin a lot of stuff. Those kind of temperatures could take down a grid like what happened in Texas three years ago, three, four years ago. If the grid's done, that means no electricity. Do you have a plan for that? You know, that's where we've talked, you know, many times about having a solar um, a solar generator because the sun would still come out um, in those situations. But you'd better have that set up ahead of time. Um, you know, I was looking. I'm going to look it up while I am talking because I am that talented. Ha, ha, ha. Um, oops. So I looked on eBay and I find some incredible deals, incredible on solar generators. Now EcoFlow has them and that's a super great company and we have one, but also Blue Eti, which I was, you know, gauging back and forth on uh, um, spending money on, you know, which one to spend money on. If you go to eBay and type in, for instance, now this is one of a number of good companies, but Blue Eddy, B-L-U-E-T-T-I, B-L-U-E-T-T-I, Blue Eddy Refurbished. Put that in the eBay search and then start looking because you can get something for as cheap, 
Now, this is the solar generator only, not the solar panel, okay, um, for $146. Now, that's not a ton of power, but it, it, as but as far as giving you lights and um, being able to ch- keep phones charged um, and maybe a Wi-Fi running, I don't know, um, you know, that it's really, really nice. Um and there are so many other, I mean, good things here. I mean, if you can spend, I'm going to try to find, while I'm looking, here we go. Now, that's too expensive. Even that. I mean, here is a um, a 200-watt solar panel, Blue Eddy, on, on sale, refurbished for 314 So, you know, less than $500 gets you in, in the game. Um, but you actually, I mean, here, this is really nice. Here is a, th- this for a lot of homes would do a lot of good for 622 bucks a blue eddy eb70s eb70s portable power station and a 200 watt panel for 622 that is a good deal um because that gives you i think i want to say around let's see how much power do that have it has, I mean, 716 watt hours. That is really good. I mean, again, for this price, with that and a solar panel, like the one, um, the EcoFlow that we have, I think it's 768 watt hours, slightly higher, but not not much higher than what I'm describing here. And I could... If I plug it in, I can run my refrigerator for an hour because, you know, one of the things, let's say I'm going back to this example, special needs institution, they have individuals living in houses around the community. Uh, One of the things that for numerous reasons, you've got to keep a refrigerator running, even in the cold. Now, you could put it outside, but stuff would actually freeze when you don't want it, like maybe medication, um, certain medications in certain containers like glass vials or whatever might break if you had if you put it outside and it froze where you have like no control over the temperature it would just be frigid and then you know uh, it would be unusable so you have to be able to keep a, ref- a refrigerator running for a couple different reasons convenience and safety you know in those kind of temperatures for one um, I can run with, with the EcoFlow that we have my refrigerator which is a full-size refrigerator for an hour and it'll only knock 15 percent down on the um the battery i also have freezers in uh, any of the freezers that i have uh it'll only run that's like a chest freezer right it'll it'll only knock down that seven percent and running it for an hour so i can keep those things running that's really critical for a number of reasons again you can put food outside uh, food, food's not going to be critical in those kind of temperatures. It'll, it'll just be more frozen than frozen <laughs> at minus 50, let's say. Um, but of course it's too dangerous for you to go out there in those temperatures, but you, the grid could go down. So you've, you know, having a, an alternate power source, uh, can be really, really, really important. You know, the other thing when I think about, because maybe all the food, you could take all the food in your refrigerator and freezer and you could put it outside. Now, eggs would probably bust, but, you know, a lot of your food would be just fine in in a, a super sub-zero uh, situation. 
Um, and the stuff like certain medicines, you could probably just put them in a cooler with ice. Now, A, you should have ice on hand already. B, if you had an ice maker, like we have an ice maker that we paid, I don't know, I think 80 or $90 for. You know, I think I, I got it from uh, Costco, I think. I can plug that in to my solar generator and I can make ice anytime I want. Now, if you have a car and an inverter, you know, an inverter changes electricity from the, you know, the, the battery, the electric system to usable AC, you know, for you to run, for instance, say an ice machine. But again, you're not going to be going outside in minus 50. So having that solar generator to do this. So you could put all your food outside in that kind of situation and have it, have it be fine and froze, <laughs> really frozen. And uh, you could just make some ice and put it into a cooler and put medicines in there. And if you, had, if you, were, if you were wise enough to um, have a, um, a thermometer to stick in there just to monitor the temperature, that would be really smart. So you really have to think on your feet um, about dealing with emergencies and with situations that are not normal. Um, but you have got to have lots of extra water. You've got to have lots of extra food. Uh, having this energy to ha just have lights to keep, you might be pe keeping people from getting scared. You know, um, some special needs folks and disabled folks, they have, you know, a situation with that when it, you know, things change and um, they're, they're, they may not be real good at handling stress. Um, and again, it just depends on the situation and the person. Um, but you have to have options. You might want to have, uh, you know, that electricity that's generated from the solar generator. So you could promise they could watch a TV show at night. Because again, how long would an emergency last? I don't know. Could be three days, could be five days, could be three weeks. And folks, I'll tell you this. Back in 2009, when I was probably just as unprepared as anyone, the power went out in our section, our section of Pittsburgh. And it was down for five days, no electricity. The house was basically just resting at just above freezing. We went out and, and got, and I'm not kidding you, the last kerosene heater available uh, in north, of Pit, north Pittsburgh. And I was able to, you know, keep my family in the house as opposed to, you know, trying to, because otherwise you've got to go to, uh, I don't know, maybe a hotel. What if the power's out at the hotel? See what I mean? These are all bad things. Having a way to heat where you are critical having electricity i think it's critical um and having your extra food and water and all the clothing and blankets and all that um and being able to do without for a while but you've got to have that stuff so i'm talking about this polar vortex because folks the rubber's getting ready to hit the meet the road. It's going to hit the road and meet the road. Uh, and it's up to you on how successful you want to be. 
Uh, and this is, I mean, for a lot of folks, this is affordable. Even if you had to put the, I don't want to advocate debt and put it on a credit card. But for a lot of folks, you can do a lot of good with something this similar. You can spend more money. I mean, if you spend three, three, four, five thousand dollars and you get a transfer switch put on your wall next to your electric panel, you can get solar that'll run a good bit or if not all of your house, depending upon how big the house is. Um, but for a lot of folks, that's not really, um, something that's going to happen in two weeks. So having some electricity, I mean, here's a refurbished 120 watt panel that would do just fine for a lot of folks and for a lot of applications. You could pair that with, um, you know, an EB70, but look at, look, do a, go to eBay and do a search for Blue Etty. B-L-U-E-T-T-I, refurbished, and start studying. Um, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm just like blown away by the deals that are here. I mean, some of the things that you can do, I mean, I mean, you if you had a transfer switch on your house, I could show you a Blue Eddy AC 200 Max with a 350-watt solar panel refurbished for $1,609. That, with the uh, a, a, a transfer switched, you actually could, could run, you, you could keep running the electricity in your house. That's, you know, for, again, in two weeks, are you going to get that done? Only if you know an electrician to put the panel in. And the, you know, putting a panel in is, um, you know, a transfer switch with the labor um, easily, you know, 500 to a $1,000. Um, but these are the things, you know, man, I mean, that is such a good deal at AC 200 max. It can do so much, has over 2000 watt hours. And that with the solar panel, you know, again, it's right there on, on eBay. Uh, that is like a small, I don't want to say whole house system, but it could be hooked up to a transfer switch to run, you know, various parts of your house. You know, big the big parts, of course, are your heating unit. And um, if you have a well, a, a well pump. So whether they would do all that or not, I don't know. But you could probably run everything else that you plug into an outlet with that. Anything that you uh, have, like a toaster or a uh, a microwave or a hair dryer, draw a lot of energy. And you're going to have to have at least a 2,000-watt inverter to run um, a lot of those. We're getting into, like, a little bit of study, you know, for with this stuff. Um Folks, I encourage you to do all this and to prepare for this apparent event that is apparently coming. Please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. We do our best to encourage you, to inform you, and to help you prepare for, I mean, dealing with stuff. Uh... We have paid a price to do that. We have paid a, a terrible price to do that. And to speak truth, 
You know, like as I already told you about in this show, about us, about me refusing to take the jab when the institution uh, wanted me to. After 15 years, they canceled our contract. And um, unfortunately, they had very bad outcomes, from what I can tell. And, but there were, there were bad, because there was just bad outcomes, not that I know anything special about there, there's bad outcomes everywhere with the jab. You know, according to Dr. Tenpenny, examining worldwide databases, as of October 2022, 20 million dead due to not a virus, due to the jab. And we were uh, a casualty of that, but we're still alive. That's, I thank God for that. So please consider supporting Encouraging Angels, would you please? And... All these things I'm talking about, about this polar vortex. You know, your country, unfortunately, does not have a civil defense plan for you. Now, they may have a FEMA camp waiting for you, but that might be a lot closer to a roach motel um, where you check in and you don't check out. That's just my humble opinion. But um, a gentleman by the name of Jack Lawson has put together the book Civil Defense Manual. And you can check it out at civildefensemanual.com because it has, it is a 950-page resource, two-volume set at your fingertips, information about food, water, the neighborhood protection team. Because if, if things go grid down, <laughs> if, if things just stop working in the country for more than a few days, before long, you're going to have brigands at your door. That's bad people, by the way. And that's what Jack wrote, like the, the neighborhood protection team part of the book about. Uh, and fr his friends like NC Scout writing the communication chapter, like Navy SEAL Matt Bracken writing on night fighting, like Sam Culper writing on intelligence and area study. Folks, you do not, you, if you haven't like been in the military, you don't know this stuff and you need to have a resource, in my humble opinion, for $100, Civil Defense Manual is there as a resource for you if you avail yourself of it. Please go to civildefensemanual.com and check it out for yourself, okay? Um, and we don't get anything for, um, you know, Jack is a friend of the ministry, um, but I don't get paid. If you buy a book, I don't get paid, okay? Um, I don't get a commission. I mention these things for you to make it, to make it through what's coming. Because this storm is one thing, and there's a whole bunch of other things. CivilDefenseManual.com. Support Encouraging Angels. EncouragingAngels.org. Go to the Donate tab. Folks, this is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Samansky, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.